0: The most beautiful place in the world, where a Tar Heel blue sky blankets Murphy on its way to the Tennessee border. It's a long way from Raleigh and the Outer Banks, but we're living in Carolina too. In fact, you might call it Extreme Carolina. With more, here's Michael Borkman. And south to the land of the pines, my Welcome, welcome everyone to Extreme Carolina, the show that focused on great people with great stories who prove in their everyday lives that anything is possible. We strive to bring you relatable life lessons from interesting and inspiring people as they live out their purpose on this earth. Get ready, folks. It's time. Some good news you can use, and today we have some amazing, amazing news from someone that's became a good friend of mine. I really appreciate her. She's an amazing person and family person. I tell you what, she's just awesome in just about everything she does. And mom, you know, she's an amazing mother. And once we tell you what all she does, I mean, you'll think, wow, she is amazing. Well, let's just get right into what she does. Uh, uh, Her name is Maria L. Brett. And she is Major General, United States Army, but retired. She's retired Major General, United States Army. And she's also a published author. Uh, She's a published author. And everybody, y'all need to go get this book. It's an amazing book. It is Navigate the Climb, Leadership for Life's Journey." And we want to just give an amazing, a heartfelt, warm welcome to Maria Britt. Hello, Maria.
1: Hey, Michael. I'm glad to be here and always great talking with you and your audience. So thank you for having me on.
0: Ah, thank you for agreeing to be with Let's just dive right into it and uh, so that we can uh, let you get back to your life and things that you were doing. And uh, But anyway, let's just... Let's, let's look at some of the things that you've done. I'm going to get to the book in just a minute. But before I get to that, uh, I got a couple questions that, that seems to be really, really important questions. So let's dive into them. As you face challenges in your life, what principles, since you're a big-time leader person, what principles motivated you to lead yourself first? Uh, mm. uh setting setting the example uh by that can you share with us a little bit about that
1: sure i uh, you know leadership in my mind has always been a decision that you have to make i mean it's you have to step up and it's mm-hmm. not always easy you now you you have to to motivate yourself to do that and when i'm thinking about you know do i need to to be a part of the the solution here or am i a part of the problem i I like to ask myself or remind myself of a quote from Mahatma Gandhi, uh, mm-hmm. who says, you know, be the change you wish to see in the world. So in other words, okay. don't wait for others to step up. Don't be a bystander in life, but you be the change you want to see in life. So, I, I mean, that I that quote, I, I use that often, very often to motivate myself mm-hmm. to be the change. and And so to do that, one thing as a part of that is you have to reflect on yourself. You know, it, it's easy to judge others and to say mm-hmm. they should have done this. They could have done that. But you know, what did you do? Judge yourself <laughs> first. And that, that's hard to do. You know, yes, and that's, that's where you ask yourself, am I a part of the problem or am I a part of the solution? And in the military, we say lead, follow or get the heck out of the way. so you know that's and and we call it leading from the front so that that's Mm -hmm. something that was ingrained in me early on but it's helped me through life and personal problems as well as professional problems Mm -hmm. um i read uh, a book general patton's um from general patton's quotes and one of them is where he um he gives you a visualization of a concept that includes a piece of spaghetti. And of course, I'm, I'm Italian. My maiden name was Corsini, Maria Luisa Corsini. And uh, so it kind of stuck with me. But he said, you know, as young yeah. lieutenants, you have to realize your platoon is like a piece of spaghetti. You can't push it. You've got to get out in front and pull it. So wow. that, that's the first tenant I used to motivate myself. You know, I, I reflect on my own actions and see if I'm a part of the solution or the problem.
0: Well, that is fantastic. We really appreciate that answer to that. For those that are just tuning in, you tune in to Extreme Carolina, uh, the show that helps and shows uh examples how people can make it in life. Now, that brings me to my next question. Now, you you were uh you retired here recently as a major general, but let's go all the way back, back to before you was even that. As a matter of fact, let's go back to the point of how did you decide you wanted to be in the military? I mean, you just wake up one day, I'm going to be in the military. Mm. Or what happened what happened?
1: Well, actually it was early on. I went to Catholic school for the first 5 grades of my schooling and I was extremely impressed with the nuns, the discipline and the calling, now to a greater cause, something right. higher than the you know, the normalcy of, of life. And so mm-hmm. had thought for a while that I would like to become, actually I wanted to become a priest, but then my mom told me that that wasn't going to happen, at least not in my <laughs> lifetime. <laughs> so I started thinking about becoming a nun and I thought I'd, I'd make right. a good mother superior. And right. uh, uh, of course, you know, sound of music was my favorite musical and how do you solve a problem? Like Maria, yeah, you know, Maria. they were every Christmas. Mm-hmm. My kids had to watch that. That was mandatory viewing. <laughs> so it, it felt like it was uh, a fate for me. And then in 1976, Congress yeah. allowed women to attend the service academy. So Annapolis, West Point, Air Force, Coast Guard, mm-hmm. Merchant yeah. Marine. And my dad, who is a U.S. history teacher, immediately saw this as an incredible opportunity. He's, uh, he's actually a feminist at heart. <laughs> and uh, sat down with me and said, hey, you know, let's look at this. He said, you could. He said, I think you could do this. He said, we don't have money. We're not politically connected. He said, but mm-hmm. I think with your credentials, you're, you know, you're already a leader. You're running cross country. You've got straight A's. He said, I, I think you should apply to West Point. And if not West Point, also ROTC, which I did. So I, mm-hmm. I applied to ROTC and Cornell, Rensselaer Polytechnic Institute in West Point. And I, I got the ROTC scholarship and accepted to the other two colleges when the, the West Point awesome. uh, mm-hmm. announcement came in shortly after. And and I just decided, hey, you know, I, I could probably have a better college life at one of these other places, but uh, I wanted to choose the harder right over the easier wrong. Mm-hmm. And I, I knew it would set me up well to be the best leader I could be. So that's how I got my start. It, it was really my dad seeing an opportunity and me devoting my high school years toward getting ready for this incredible challenge Mm -hmm. if I got accepted and then accepting the five-year commitment, which I actually ended up staying on active duty for eight years. And I I would have stayed longer Mm -hmm. if I didn't have some issues in my uh, personal life with my husband. And we had two children at the time and I had to make a decision, (laughs) um, you know, if we were going to be moving around or if if we would stay. So that's, that's why I ended up going into the National Guard serving another 20 years. So I was still able to serve my country. It was just a a different venue for service. So, I mean, it's one army, one Mm -hmm. fight. So, but that's how I got my start. I just felt a calling to a higher uh, service and a higher purpose. And the military ended up being that.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, you, you make it sound easy, but we know it wasn't. I mean, you, you were one of the first classes I mean, not the first, but you were like third yeah, fourth, fourth, fourth class, class of women? women to be accepted at West Point. Okay. So
1: we were actually the first class to have female seniors, firsties.
0: Mm-hmm. Nice. That, that, so, folks, that lets you know that you can be whatever it is you set your mind to be, because we know that you had some challenges in that, Maria. It wasn't easy, especially being the one of the first ones. They, they probably try to make you guys quick. You know? Yeah, they did.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they tried pretty hard. Well, would,
0: yeah, but you said, oh, I can't do that, my dad is not going to let me wait.
1: Well, actually, <laughs> not, I'll tell you, Michael, my, my dad did tell me, normally he'd give me a dime when I'd go on my dates, and he would say, you know, you call me, I'm not going to ask any questions. If you need me to come pick you up, I'll come pick you up. Of course, we didn't have cell phones back right. then. But he, he gave okay. me the same advice when he dropped me off at West Point. He said, if, if you want to come home and this isn't for you, he said, you just call me. No
0: questions asked. You're listening to Extreme Carolina on 95.1. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. Tar Heel Basketball, Cam's Panthers, Asheville's Eclectic Nightlife, and the Great Smoky Mountains. It belongs to us, too. Out here in extreme Carolina, once again, here's Michael Borkman.
1: And, and nice. I did have one episode where I was um, being counseled face-to-face, and he yeah. was just yelling in my face and calling me names, and I just all of a sudden said, you know what, I'm not sure I want to be a part of an organization that has leaders like this. And it Mm -hmm. just put all kinds of self-doubt in my mind. And I I went down and I called my dad and I said, dad, come pick me up. And he said, okay, I'll be there tomorrow morning. It was a four hour drive. And I Mm -hmm. I couldn't sleep at all that night. I just thinking about, you know, you know, am I doing the right thing? Am I going to let this guy taint me Mm -hmm. and force me out? And to second guess myself when I worked so hard to get here, I know I belong here. I want to be the leader. Mm that takes care of our men and women in uniform and and in the morning i decided you know what heck no i'm staying he needs to go so i went back (laughs) and called my dad and said dad don't come get me don't leave he said i wasn't going anywhere he said i knew you were going to change your mind once you thought about it so and you know what that gentleman that that did harass me in such a harsh way ended up leaving after two years so he got his two Mm -hmm. years of college and he left there and I go. said, yep, there you go. But mm-hmm. I stayed. See that,
0: see, that that kind of abuse and stuff, it doesn't last. I mean, people that are in positions of power, you know, and they treat people like that, hold on, you know, because they won't last. But anyway, we're glad that you lasted. And so speaking of lasting, we need to keep it going because we got short time. So let's get back into a couple of these questions that we'd like to ask you, especially about the book, mm-hmm. uh, Navigate the Climb. So. In your book, Maria, you devote a chapter to the importance of having personal leadership philosophy, uh, principles that guide your actions every day. Now, can you share uh, with us just a little bit uh, of your leadership philosophies and examples of how you make a difference in your life or how it makes a difference
1: in your life? Sure. Sure. Yeah, it's and this is something that I've worked on since I was a young captain in my twenties. They send you off to a, a commander's course, and they mm-hmm. they get you to start working on a personal leadership philosophy. And so, you know, I had the the good fortune of of starting to work on this early, but I've had to hone it over the last thirty years. So mm-hmm. th- these are kind of my tried and true principles that I go back to to. To make sure my my true north, that my compass is pointing in the right direction. So uh, it it starts, it has uh, five pillars. But the first one is the warrior ethos. And Mm -hmm. uh, people that are in the military would be familiar with this. But it's really applicable to life every day. And it goes like this. I will always place the mission first. I will never quit. I will never accept defeat. And I will never leave behind a fallen comrade. So, four great principles within the warrior ethos that I use every day. And uh, just uh, a quick story. The uh, Each one of these, I, I've got stories around, but I, I just was thinking about which ones were most influential to me. And I, I think the one never quit comes to mind. Mm-hmm. I already mentioned my mm-hmm. experience at West Point about my mm-hmm. first day in the National Guard. I was reporting in to duty. It was an October morning. It was a beautiful morning. And I was walking from one building to the other complex. It was down on uh, Confederate Avenue in Atlanta. And this um, colonel was standing out there. Older gentleman had a a cigar hanging out of his mouth and a cup of coffee. But, you know, it wasn't lit. He was just chewing on it. And he called yeah. me over and he said, hey, Captain Britt, come on over here. So I, I marched over and I gave him a sharp salute. Good morning, sir. It's a great day to be in the military. And he said, yeah, it is. He said, and I am so glad you have joined our organization. And I said, thank you, sir. I'm proud to be here. He said, yeah. He said, you know, we need more good looking women in the military. <laughs> and I was like, What? I, I, I was so shocked, Michael. I mean, I I yeah. was just—I mean, you could have blown me over with a feather. I I, I stood there and I looked at him incredulously, and mm-hmm. I, I don't even remember what I said. I, I think I just said, you know, great, have a great day, sir, and you know, return a salute mm-hmm. and headed off. But I I went yeah. and I called my husband and I said, you know what? I I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this. This organization after coming off active duty for eight years and working with professionals and then coming into the guard this was nineteen ninety one so it's you know many years ago mm-hmm. sure. I said I, I just I don't know if I can deal with this sort of uh gender bias I'll call it and he said, well who was it where were you and so i I explained <laughs> all that and he said ah he said no he said I know exactly who you're talking about he's on his fourth wife mm-hmm he's yeah, going to retire in another year or two he said don't don't let this yeah. guy influence you he said just it's not everybody is like him he said believe me right. you know there's a younger generation coming up and and he's not worth it so i thought about it okay. i said you know what to influence this fight to make a difference in this organization i'm going to have to stay and i can tell i'm going to have to put up with a lot of stuff because i was i was the mm-hmm. most senior woman if you can believe that as a captain That wasn't in the medical corps. So they they had done a good job of keeping women and also, I'll say, minorities out. And I knew Mm -hmm. I was going to have a a rough road ahead. But I I realized then that I was going to have to deal with these. I call them dinosaurs, you know, that they needed to be extinct (laughs) one at a time. And that I had youth on my side. I had perseverance. And I knew I was good, well-trained, coming off of active duty. I knew my stuff as a military Mm -hmm. police officer. And so I I had to get my head together and say I'm I'm staying. I'm not going to quit. You know, you that would be accepting defeat. <laughs> and so then 20 years later I was leading the organization and and amazingly he he wants to still friend me on Facebook. So I I don't know. He he didn't mean it. I know he didn't and I didn't I I had to not take it personally, which is a tough lesson right. especially for women when you face this sort of uh you know, insulting comments you know yeah. that people absolutely. you know tend to mean as compliments but they're degrading and i i'm just yeah. i i just soured every time i heard something like that so but anyway you got to well, stay in the fight to make a difference
0: absolutely well we're glad that you stayed in the fight and uh, we salute you uh, hats off to you for, to your service and i tell you what we're up against the wall here with the clock i mean my goodness it goes fast but i tell you what this is an it, This was really good. I really appreciate it. You know, and and this is something that people really, really, truly, truly are going to appreciate. And I'm sure with your book, the new one, Navigate the Climb. Leadership for Life's for Life's Journey, and this book can be found everywhere that books are sold—Barnes and Noble, uh, Amazon, and well, my website has it as
1: well. With just one click of a buy button, it'll take you straight to the uh, publisher. who will send you the book too.
0: There you go, and it's a great read. I got it in my hand right here. Navigate the climb. I'll tell you what. And uh, we definitely appreciate you coming on the show today, Maria. And she is Maria, El- Maria L. Brett, Major General, United States Army, retired. And I tell you what, she's an amazing person, and we thank her for being here. We appreciate it. And uh, ultimately, Extreme Carolina is committed to you, our listeners, to bring you leaders and newsmakers that are passionate and purpose-driven, like Maria here, and making a difference. By listening to their stories, Extreme Carolina listeners will have the opportunity to refuel, reconnect, and get inspired by unlocking the power of the people. And so with that said, we are going to say the quote of the day, positive quote of the day goes like this. Float like a butterfly, sting like a bee, he who is not courageous enough to take risk will accomplish nothing in life. And in case you didn't know who said that, the great Muhammad Ali Mm -hmm. said it. And uh, he was an amazing guy. He was very courageous. So once again, thank you. Thank you, Michael. God bless you. Oh, it's our pleasure. God bless you. You Take care. Peace. We out.